Welcome to another episode of A Woman Like You. My name is Shanice Barnett. Thank you so very much for tuning in. If you are listening on Spotify or on Apple, thank you so much for joining me. Feel free to head on over to YouTube. We are now visual, so we can connect. You know, of course, we're not in person, but at least, you know, I know a lot of persons said if they're able to see me and connect with me, it will be so much better. And so here I am. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you so very much. Thank Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm hoping that you're watching this after you subscribed. If you have not, you still have a chance to head on back, subscribe, like, share, and of course, leave a comment. I am so very grateful to have you here with me. This will be the first recording since the break on Spotify and on Apple because the very first one that was that was posted to YouTube for some reason there was something happening and so the audio version of it I, I I'm still not sure I'm not techie like that so of course this is the first time that we are on Spotify and on Apple since we made the transition and listen I am I must say thank you so very much for the persons who commented who shared and of course those who subscribed I mean I'm overwhelmed because I said this before, when I just started my podcast, I had no idea what would happen. I had no idea who would want to listen to me. I knew I had a story. I knew I had, I had a message and I knew it would be for someone. I, I did not know who my audience was going to be. I just pretty much, I, I just started. I didn't think much of it. I prayed on it. I allowed myself to feel free enough to open up in, in the space, but I never thought too much about who's going to listen, who's going to share, who is it going to resonate with. And I must say, I am, I am extremely grateful to know that experiences that I would have had and daily things that I go through as a woman to know that there are others who, you know, connect with me. And so I am, I'm so grateful also to those of you who, who commented, who didn't leave a review, but sent how you sent to me, I got a couple of emails and DMs on Instagram. And for that, I am so thankful. And of course, if you're listening and you don't already follow me on social media, you can find me at blooming.shan on Instagram and bloomingshan on TikTok. Now, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see that I have an email link attached. So feel free to send me an email if you don't feel like sending me a DM and you want to connect. I've said it so many times. I'm always open to connecting. And so here we are. This week is this is going to be a very interesting one, like you might have seen from from the topic already. And um I know it's been a while. I've had two two topics in my head that I was playing around with. Okay, when do I do one? When do I do the other? And so I'll do them back to back. But this in this episode, I want to talk about the idea of soulmates, right? I know I, I, I showed a clip before and there were people saying, what, what did you mean? Are you saying that? And there was some who kind of misinterpreted what I was saying. And that's okay because 
<laughs> we understand how that can be. But um, for me, the idea of soulmates, I have been playing around with it for a while. I've thought about it so many times. I have played it over in my head. I have... I've sought clarity on what soulmates are and where I am right now, I will say, I do not believe, I do not believe in the idea of soulmates. It's not a thing that I hold dear to anymore. It once meant something to me, but now not so much, right? What I'm going to do, I'm going to read to you the definition the Oxford Dictionary definition for soulmates. So it says a soulmate is a person ideally suited to, to another as a close friend or romantic partner. Right? So ideally, it's considered a close friend or a romantic partner. Now, many times... You, you will hear people say, oh, this is my soulmate and this is my friend. And of course, people, there are still people who don't understand how your friends can be your soulmates, right? And I'm more inclined to think that soulmates are your friends more than they are your intimate partners, right? And here's where I came to that. And this is, of course, based on how society views a soulmate. Now, when we're talking about soulmate, we're talking about this one person on earth who was made for you. This person was created by God, created when, whenever it is. But the idea is that this is the one person out there for you. And I have seen this term soulmate ruin people, ruin them mentally, ruin them emotionally because they're somehow convinced that this one person is who they were assigned to. There is this one person who can bring them peace, who can bring them happiness. There's this one person that if they do not have them in their lives, life is not worth living. And that's my problem right there. That's my issue. Because if that were the case, then when you meet someone and you, you fall in love and this person makes you feel so good and so happy and so content and this person dies, right? Because like we know, it's appointed unto man who wants to die. So when this person dies, let's just say you did not live to old age, right? And now this soulmate of yours die. Basically, based on what society is saying, is that there is no chance for happiness after that. There is no love after that. There is no peace. There is no contentment in a relationship after that. There is no reason to try to make another relationship work. There's no reason to be intentional about loving someone else and allowing yourself to be loved because you lost your soulmate, right? That is how soulmates are viewed. So for me, myself, I got married, of course, with the idea that my husband was my soulmate. There were some things that he checked all the boxes, how he made me feel. And I said, okay, this is the one. This is my soulmate. And so when that didn't work, right, basically... When, when my husband passed, it was three years ago. 
So I'm still pretty young. So basically, I should have just given up and said, you know what? There is no reason because, hey, my soulmate died. Or if the relationship didn't work, then there is no reason to try to be with anyone else. And another issue that I see is where the idea of soulmates allow so many people to be stuck, to be prisoners in relationships because you convince yourself from the jump that it was love at first sight and this is the only person out there for me. So when the time comes, if the time comes and you're so unhappy and you're so miserable and this person suddenly switched, then there is no real reason to try again, is there? What I find too, a lot of narcissists can present as soulmates. It is very possible because a narcissist feeds off of who you are, feeds off of your emotions, feeds off of your energy, feeds off of what you give to them. They take what you give to them and they give it back to you. They reflect it. And so it is very possible that you can meet a narcissist and be convinced that this is your soulmate. This is the one person that God made for you. And so when you find out that this person isn't who they presented to be. Now, if you are so convinced that there's this one person made for you, you might not allow yourself to heal. You might not allow yourself to understand that relationships take intentionality. It's it's meeting someone and being clear that, okay, this is a person I want to be with and putting effort into making it work with that person, trying every day, going in and knowing that, listen, everything will not go exactly how I want it to go, but I'm going to try. I'm going to put the energy into it, right? Now, the truth is, why would you need to try if you lose your one person? If that one person who you believed to be your soulmate, you are sure in your heart that this is the one only person that could make you feel this way. When this person proves to not be who you thought they were or they change because people change or God forbid this person dies, what happens then? What happens then? mean what do you do do you just call it a day do you just wrap it up and go into a shell and just tell yourself that's it that's it for life that's it for love and so many times I've seen people abuse the word soulmates it's it's almost used if you ask me by some people as a form of manipulation I tell you what <laughs> I I have someone that I used to I used, we had relations, past relations, right? And I know of at least, at least four soulmates that he has. I personally know of at least four of his soulmates. And I'm thinking, man, you're, you're so, you're so, surely, surely gets attached to a lot of people in this lifetime. Right. And I, I was one, unfortunately, 
unfortunately, I was one. I have seen messages where he was telling his ex-partner or whoever she was that she is the person meant for him. She's his soulmate. He tells his current partner, he, he expresses himself and says, oh, you are my soulmate. And I know of at least another person that he said the same thing. And I'm thinking, there is no way. There is just no way. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> When I say it's hard for me to take this term serious anymore because I see how it is used. It's, it's often used as a way to manipulate, right? It's often used as a way to keep you in prison, okay? I have seen it so many times. And what it all boils down for me as it relates to relationships, it's who you're willing to put in the work to be with. Not so much who was assigned to you because I know my mom, for example, my mom was married to my dad. They have a beautiful love story, right? They were two young people in love and they got married young and everyone loved to see them together. And they talk about how he loved her and my dad died he died. And that, of course, would have been her soulmate. And then she went on to remarry and she married the devil. She got married to the devil. And I am pretty sure at that point, she's like, oh my God, I lost my soulmate. And I ended up with this devil and he was definitely my soulmate. But then my mom older, as she got older, remarried. And I look at her now and I look at how happy she is and how in love she is and how content she is. And I think to myself, okay, so what if she did not allow herself to love again because one, she was hurt, but two, I'm pretty sure, especially when she got married the second time, she was certain that that was her soulmate and that she had lost him. And now to meet this new person and be intentional about loving and allowing herself to be loved, it just goes to show you that it takes intentionality. It takes effort. It's not so much about who was set for you, that one man. Because truth be told, I am a lover, right? I love, when I love, I love deeply. If you know me, you know that's how I am. I take care of you if we are in a relationship, right? And so if I was to tell myself that I only have one soulmate, then at this point, I wouldn't be looking to be in any former relations because I could say I met my soulmate already. And even so, this idea of soulmates sometimes keep people attached to you because they convince themselves. And, and a lot of you listening might find that you are the person who is attached to someone. And that's where we end up with soul ties right? That's where we find that there are people that we just cannot let go of no matter what they do to us, no matter how they hurt us, no matter how they have made it clear they do not want to be in our lives, no matter how they make it clear that they intend to be with someone else. We somehow convince ourselves that this is the one person that God made for me. And so no matter what they do to you, no matter how many times they hurt you, no matter how many times they make it abundantly clear that they do not want to be the person to pour into you and to love you right. You keep yourself stuck 
to them because you convince yourself that that is my person. Now, I know we all want company. We all want affection. We all want love. We all want to feel family. We all want to be a part of something. But the idea that there's only one person who's capable of doing that is the reason why a lot of women, a lot of men are hurting. A lot of people have become crazy, right? There are a lot of people who have become obsessed with people who have killed, who will kill, who stalk, who hurt people because somehow they told themselves that there's this one person, there's no one else that I can make it work with. There's no one else that a relationship can flourish with. There's no one else that I can try to build a life with. There's this one person, my soulmate. And the term soulmate and the idea of soulmate has caused so much hurt, has caused so much resentment, so much anguish. Right now, I know that there's someone listening. There's someone under the sound of my voice right now who can think of a person who, no matter how it hurts, to be with them you will always find the way to go back you will always crawl back roll back screaming bawling but you will go back because you are convinced that there's no one else that life can work with because you told yourself that this person made me feel good when I'm with this person I feel alive and the truth is if that is the only person that you can feel alive with maybe you are the problem Maybe you're the problem. Now, I will not sit here and say to you that if you're in a happy relationship, if you've been together for years, then it doesn't mean that you are meant to be with that person. That is not what I'm saying. I am not speaking about healthy relationships that are already working and saying to you that, oh, there's no, there's no thought behind that or whatever. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the term soulmate that has held you, that has held you captive, that has made you decide for years or for months that it makes no sense leaving. If only we would understand that the deepest love that we can have, the deepest connection, the only place that we'll feel most at home and feel most communion and family is with God. And then after building a relationship with God, then the next thing that we need to nurture with everything we have in us is a relationship that we have with ourselves. Now, if you have not taken care of the relationship with God and you have not worked on the relationship with yourself, then it makes no sense sense for you to be in a relationship and think that this is the one person that is going to make me feel content. This is the one person who is going to make me happy. When you can clearly tell that's not how you are feeling, you can clearly tell from how they treat you that this person has no intention of loving you and loving you correctly. Many times we just have to release ourselves. We just have to free ourselves, free ourselves from the bondage of a soulmate so we can find what is really right for us. So we can find the correct relationship to nurture, to grow into what we want it to be. Teaching someone to love us correctly instead of thinking that there's only that one person who knows how to. It often doesn't work that way. I know a lot of married people who are unhappy, who are uncomfortable 
I know a lot of people who, in relationships who have children with people who make them so sad, who make them so unhappy. A lot of women are struggling because there's that one thing. There's that one thing about that person. There's that one thing that makes me, it's the way he hugs me when I am down. It's the way he hugs me after he hurt me that makes me know that he's the one for me. We need to free ourselves from that word soulmate. Free ourselves from the prison of thinking that if I let go of this, there's nothing greater for me. And so I had to learn that. I had to learn that it's really something that you have to create. You have to create this. Right? You have to be clear about what you want. You have to decide that, okay, these are the things that I'm looking for. This person has this, that, that. They don't have that. But I will work on that. I, I can build. We can build on that. We can communicate. We can compromise until I get most. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I had to realize that while many are fortunate enough to fall in love with their high school sweethearts and this is the person they go on to have their children with and get married and live happily ever after and some meet later on and that is the person unfortunately I have seen so many people even lose their high school sweethearts long before they would have hoped I know of someone he's he's an older man right now young enough where he could remarry and be happy and he lost his wife right and everyone around him is choosing to still keep going and this man is stuck he is stuck it's called fixation he has not let go of his wife no matter how many years it has been he believes that there's just that one person. So meanwhile, that is okay. If you really don't want to be with anyone else, it's fine to be single. That's okay too. But it's the idea that there's just one person on earth that was made for him. And so he cannot see life outside of that. He cannot progress outside of that. He's not trying. He does not want to be happy. He does not want to live. He does not want to feel like he's cheating her out of something because he's being happy. And that right there, unfortunately, is very toxic. That's very toxic. If you are listening and you are going through that, if you went through a breakup, if you lost a lover, if someone hurt you and you feel like, oh, there's just that one man who can do it for me. There's just that one girl. Trust yourself enough to make the right decision for your happiness. Trust yourself enough to know that you know how to cater to yourself. You know your needs. And so you are capable of teaching someone else how to love you. You are capable of opening yourself up to love regardless of what the reason is or, or, or the reason was that made you and this person who you thought would be a forever person go your separate ways, whether it's by death or just by separation or it's just that you are unhappy right now and you don't see peace and you don't see contentment. It's okay. 
It's it's okay. It's okay to start over. It's okay to be intentional and want to go again. It's okay. And so, yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. I hope I have opened, even opened up your mind a little more to thinking, thinking on another level as far as what society, what the world describes relationships as and, and, and close relationships as. Listen, do not cheat yourself. Do not miss out on a, on a perfectly good opportunity to love and be loved because you are convinced that you already lost your soulmate. And also, stop searching for a soulmate and instead find someone that you're willing to go all in with. Find someone that you're willing to put the work in for, the work in with. That's really what we should be seeking after. Thank you so very much for joining me again. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode next Friday. And of course, if you are watching on YouTube, Look out for the other videos. Like I told you, I'll be here with some story times. And, you know, I'll I'll try to throw in a little bit of, of myself into it. <laughs> and if you're listening on Spotify, thank you so very much for listening in again. Feel free to follow, leave a comment. And same goes for Apple. Thank you so much. Bye.